Hello, new listeners. If this is the first episode of Pun Intensive that you have ever heard, then it is very likely that you found out about us at the 2019 O. Henry Museum Pun-Off World Championships. That just happened this weekend. We thought it'd be fun to drop a couple of special episodes into the feed. They're actually two of my favorites, and the expectation is that all, or at least most, of our future episodes will be just as good as it. Now, with that said, we can get even better, but we need help. If you go to the show notes on this podcast, you will see a link for our patron campaign. And if you are not able to see that, then you can just go to our website, punintensive.com, and click on the link for our patron campaign. Anything will help, a dollar, $3, $10 a month, uh, or you can even make a one-time donation. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. We need some new equipment, some better equipment. And uh, uh, we have some other means of making this show even better. So I will stop with the navel gazing there and introduce you to episode 11. Hippo's Soup and Music, it's pun intensive. Welcome to Pun Intensive. Our panel today looks kind of similar to our panel from last week. We'll start off with Don't Call Me Brian Oakleaf, Brian Oakley, not Jimi Hendrix, Peter Hendricks, Adu Ron Ron Ron, Adu. Oh, let me do that again. Adu Ron Ron Ron, Adu Run. Arun Debray, the, <laughs> the only Dave here, oddly and evenly enough, Dave Wallace and me, the host who posts most notes about moats, Aaron Faisal. Let's start today with Zinger of the Week, true tales and testaments of the wit in word perpetrated in real life by ours truly. Let's start with the 2012 O'Henry Punslingers champion and member of Austin Chronicles' funniest comedy troupe in Austin, Master Pancake Theater, Dave Wallace. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've alluded many times in the past that I have two teenage boys. It's true. <laughs> there is no illusion. <laughs> um, the, uh, the problem is they're also very slob-like, as most teenagers are. And Laundry Day happens um, individually for them. Uh, Saturday for Parker, Sunday for Logan. Logan is the worst. He refuses to empty out the lint trap in the dryer when he's finished. And I come down like this evil landlord <laughs> because it is a lint control district. <laughs> Nice. And not very long time pun-off competitor, Arun Debray. So all I got to say about this week is, have you ever been pulled over in a U-Haul? Sir, is this a moving van? No officer, it's stopped. And professional magician, showrunner for a summer camp for kids, an all-around great guy. Hey, Peter. Something just popped in my mind. It didn't happen this week. It happened earlier in the year. I, I had it. This is good. It was, it's weird. I had an abscess on my rear end, and it changed the sound of my flatulence. It didn't sound normal. It just, well, the abscess made the fart go Honda. <laughs> 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 So I, I guess you do come from the land down under. <laughs> this, this is the topic of abscess-only education. <laughs> and long-time pun-off MC, one-time punniest of show MVP, and three-time pun-slinger MVP. 
And don't forget tying for third place in my, in my first attempt. Which made him be the MVP. Oh, Henry Punoff, punslinger topic guru, Brian Oakley. Recently, a friend brought up to me that there was an attempted mugging down in Rio de Janeiro. This is not unusual. However, the mugger was attempting to rob a young lady who happened to be a professional MMA mixed martial artist who beat the snot out of the guy for his efforts. My friend was impressed by this, and he said, they need to make a movie out of that. And I said, they did. It's called Fistful of Dolores. (laughs) 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 And of course, there's me, an all-around great guy, dabbling in magic, tech support, elementary school teaching, and O. Henry Panoff emceeing. As I like to do often on this show, I'm going to relate a... No, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, if you moon somebody, is it public access? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to obsess about this, and I could go farther, but I, I won't. <laughs> Uh, um, as I often do on this show, uh, instead of relating a pun that I did recently, I want to um, give a shout out to my nine-year-old who loves to pun as well, and he's getting real good at it. He had a friend over to play who's a neighbor, and when it was time to leave, Sebastian's pretty funny when it's time for the kids to leave. He will race to the door and urge them out, and I don't know, I think he thinks he's being polite, but it's, it's the opposite. Uh, anyway, um, uh, he said to his friend, I I will squirt you out the door. <laughs> How old did you say he is? He's nine. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> he doesn't squirt himself. <laughs> when he hits that lens in a few years, it'll be a gross spurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are gross. Uh, all right. So, no so uh, we got to take a break, but uh, we're going to revisit a popular restaurant we went to about a month ago when we come back. hanging on there uh, and we are now back Uh, we're gonna play a game the game is called well you know what i'm gonna go ahead and let dave host this again uh, assuming you want to sure so this is a a very fun game from the annals of improv it's called hey waiter it's based off of the old joke hey waiter there's a fly in my soup well don't say it so loud everybody will want one ah (laughs) it's so good my favorite one is uh what is this fly doing in my soup the backstroke Oh, hey, wait, there's, yeah. hey yeah. Wait, there's a fly in my soup. <laughs> Zip it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> different kind of fly. So uh, we just need something to put in the soup. Anything at all. Well, you're the host. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. How about there are school supplies in my soup? <laughs> there are school supplies in my soup. <laughs> So I'll just go ahead and lead the joke every time. If you have a good one or bad one or just one at all, come up and it goes, Hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. Yeah, I'd be glad. The last guy had a number two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. Oh, yeah, and it's really sharpener. <laughs> hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. That was put there by a farmer. Aren't you protractor? Hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. Well, don't spill it or we'll have to clean exit all up. I don't know why. Still they always school make supplies. Yeah, absolutely. 
Come on, guys. Think about that list of school supplies you receive before the next year starts. Hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. Sir, I do need to remind you that you told me you were in a hurry and to make paste. (laughs) Yeah, but in my soup? Hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. Oh, man, journal riled up about that. Journal? (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. Let me crown my neck over and take a look. Hey, waiter, there's a school supply in my soup. Well, if you trap her, keep her. (laughs) (laughs) Do those still exist? Is that still a thing? I don't know. Hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. Uh, Binders keepers. See? (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's school supplies in my soup. No, there are. It's pretty big. Is that your chief complaint? Chief. Big chief. Wow! Awesome. All right, I'm you know taking what? us back, man. That, let's let's go ahead and totally move on after that. <laughs> and the ruminant animals. Ruminant animals. I won't be. I won't be cowed by this topic. <laughs> Certainly better than your other one. You see, these are all good. All right, you're mine, bovine. <laughs> Hey, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Oh, come on, that's bull. <laughs> nice. Hey, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. That's okay, I'll bring you another one. Another one, nice. Hey, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, you know what they say, you can't calf it all. <laughs> Good. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Oh, come on now, you're all right, right? Don't have a cow. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. <laughs> These are real high stakes. <laughs> ah, Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. I'm sorry, could I get you another one? I, I miss- Cud. Cud. Oh. <laughs> wow, I thought you were being inappropriate there for a second. <laughs> hey, Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Can I steer you to, like, another topic, maybe? <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, don't spill any on your jersey. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. That's okay. It's just on one side. You can still drink the other calf. (laughs) (laughs) Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Aw, man, you cut all the good ones. What? Cattle. Cattle. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was waiting for that. All right. (laughs) Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Oh, yeah, sure. And you're just yakking on all about it? It should cause me to yak. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. I'm very sorry, sir. Would you care to heifer another? (laughs) Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Sir, I wish you wouldn't hoof and puff about it. (laughs) Hoof and puff, nice. (laughs) Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Uh, I'm feeling very sheepish about that. There's a ruminant animal in my soup. Uh, We didn't mean to put it in there. We didn't know about it. It was on the lamb. (laughs) Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, to be clear, are you sure it's not the ungulate? Nope, I didn't have any ung today. <laughs> Does that mean you're hungry? Just say uncle. Uh, <laughs> it's, the man, it's the man from uncle. Oh, no. You mean the cowboy? <laughs> Waiter, there is a ruminant animal in my soup. That's okay. You don't have to eat it. We certainly don't want to ram it down your throat. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. That's your goat's to excuse, isn't it? Hey, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Oh, be a man. You can stomach it, stomach it, stomach it, stomach it. (laughs) (laughs) Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. I'm sorry. You'll just have to eat, drink it. You. (laughs) Mule? Mule. Oh, you. Oh. (laughs) 
Waiter, there's a ruined animal in my soup. So actually, my son put that there. We're going to fire him. Bye, son. <laughs> oh, poor kid. Waiter, there's a ruined animal in my soup. Well, perhaps next time you'll choose something different. Nice. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Wait a bleeding minute. It's not what you think it is. Bleeding <laughs> minute. Like it. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Why is this surprising to you? You came out the time. Whoa. Very nice. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Why are you guys so surprised I did a good one? I don't no. understand. <laughs> What's the ruminant animal in that one? Camel. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> That's quite all right. There's a ruminant animal in my soup. Bah, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. I think the, the cook put that in that they're expecting a cow tip. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Uh, don't worry, there's probably not any Bactrian in there. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. And for dessert, you can have the chocolate mousse. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Oh, I feel very sheepish about that. Or did we do that? That's Your so obvious. That's right. okay. You're just a food critic trying to lambast us. <laughs> oh, good. That's true, I am. Waiter, there's a ruined animal in my soup. That, if you look closely, is actually cream put in by a robot. It's drone dairy. <laughs> Drama dairy. Yeah, I gotcha. Waiter, there's a ruined animal in my soup. Well, of course. We make it with stock. <laughs> Solid. That was good. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. You know, in Canada, they don't care about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Now, dear, it's just got a little stagnant. Uh. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Didn't you just get water? It's just rain, dear. <laughs> uh, Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. You're just making a mess. Scat! Waiter, there's a room in an animal. <laughs> That's, That's the, the worst, worst scat. Worst scat. <laughs> well, there is another scat I can make. That's the joke that I made. It's your, but it's, your, it's the number two one. Bop, bop. <laughs> right. Oh, please edit that in. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Hey, waiter, there's a room in an animal in my what suit. What the elk are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Don't you have something better to complain about? There is a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, maybe you should drink it slowly and not gazzle it down. Gazelle. It's very good. And waiter, there is a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, of course there is. They're rumen noodles. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Lama, do something about that. There's a ruminant animal in my soup. I understand, sir. We'll address that issue. But first, I must ask you. Ox. Musk ox. Musk ox. Okay. Nice. Write that one down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and use it again this afternoon. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Not so loud. You think this is the apocalypse? <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> Why would I yell during the apocalypse? Right, um, <laughs> Waiter, there's a, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Yeah. Well, giraffe to deal with it. <laughs> Did you order a beer on a giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, sir, I remind you that you didn't order the vicuña frittata. Vicuña frittata. Which comes with soup. Seven, I, yeah, my favorite phrase. Uh, hey, hey uh, waiter, there's a 
ruminant animal in my soup. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I got one. Uh, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Oh, don't say that too loudly. People will gazelle us. Uh, <laughs> I think that was better than my gazelle. Oh, I, you know, I totally missed it. Sorry. All right, waiter, there is a ruminant animal in my soup. You know, I'm not surprised. My secretary at one yesterday. <laughs> secretary, nice. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. That's the cook's fault, and we'll oxidize him. <laughs> should be. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, you're going to need to eat that before my aunt elopes. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo aunt. Didn't realize there was a timer on that one. <laughs> Like tonight? Really? She's very communicative with you. Um, all right. Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. That's the cook's fault. He'll be prosecuted by the longhorn of the law. Waiter, there is a ruminant animal in my soup. Will the best? <laughs> yeah, you guys can fix it. <laughs> Will the best? It's yours. Uh, very good. Will the best cook stop, uh, stand good. forward? Right, I've got one. <laughs> waiter, waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you listen, it will sing opera for you. Brahma! <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, That's not a real animal, it's a pony animal. That's <laughs> a oh, pony! <laughs> Waiter, there is a ruminant animal in my soup. Uh, it's okay, we'll get you an copy of your original order. Uh, Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup? Well, you're lucky, the last guy, somebody took a Shetland in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Hey, listen. Sometimes you win, sometimes you have to lose some. <laughs> nice. Waiter, there is a uh, ruminant animal in my soup. Well, well, you did order the pinto beans. <laughs> <laughs> What's going next? Okay, I'm next. <laughs> All right, and waiter, there is a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, to distract you from that, we have these restaurant singers. Do you want to hear? Of course. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ma. Do, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that brings us, that brings me back. That's the dough. That joke costs a lot of dough. <laughs> All right. Waiter, there is a ruminant animal, ruminant animal in my soup. I had a haunch you'd say that. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. I'm sorry, that's our mistake. You ordered onion soup, we served you stallions. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I got one. Go ahead. Uh, Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup? Yeah, and you're going to have to pay four times as much as the rest of us. That mustang. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Zebra? I told you, brah. <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Uh, I'll copy that. A copy? <laughs> that oh, good. good. Yeah. Did you do no copy already? I did. I did a copy. It's okay. It's just no copy of the original. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> All right, I got one. Go ahead. Hey, waiter. There's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, that'll be four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Waiter, there's a ruminant animal in my soup. Well, you don't have to be a dick dick about it. <laughs> oh, yay. Uh, so we should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> dick dick. So we're going to take a break, and after this we will sing about talking and talk about singing. Peter Henricks, Arun Debray, Dave Wallace, and me, Aaron Faisal. 
I'm going to go ahead and toss this to Brian. This is his brainchild, uh, a discussion about music. Many people have mentioned throughout the years they've misheard lyrics. The most common ones are, please excuse me while I kiss this this guy. But there are times that the lyricists either intentionally or apparently intend to create pun. So we're going to look at a few songs from different genres. We'll take a look at whether it is a pun or merely wordplay. Now, this is an important distinction for us because this podcast is based in Austin, Texas, where we do have the O. Henry pun off. And it is important to keep your scores high in the punniest of show and also to compete effectively in pun slingers to make a pun and not just a play on words. So let's go country music. Country music seems to have more puns than other genres. Here's a fairly recent one called Poor Me by the group Trick Pony. that a man should be The problem was that it wasn't with me Poor me But she says, pour me, pour me, pour me another drink. <laughs> pun or wordplay? <laughs> Definitely. It's a totally pun. a pun. Yeah, to uses of pour. And, and I would even go so far to use Bill Kreider's favorite word on that, elegant. Get. Because it gives you some of that unexpected. She stops saying, pour me, pour me, yes. And then goes from straight from melancholy to booze, the best Transition no, in country it's, it's music. It's so perfect. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so brilliantly perfect. So yeah. now let's look at another one. A little background on this. Uh, you need to be a bit familiar with the term space cowboy. Space cowboy, um, I always look at it as an oxymoron, actually, because when you think of space, you think of technology. When you think of cowboy, you think the opposite of technology. Of course, it is a part of the lyric from The Joker by the Steve Miller Band. It also kind of means kind of far out, you know, kind of uh, zonked, kind of, you know, way out there, man. Just a space cowboy. Mm. There's also a movie about the astronauts uh, a few years ago That's by right. the same term. Uh, Clint Wood and the whole cast of mm-hmm. old guys go up to space. So there's a, a newer song in the last year released by Casey Musgraves, and she's got a song about a guy who's, who's not a good person. from the movies that good guys don't run away but roads weren't made to not to go down there ain't enough room for both of us in this town so you can have your space cowboy she even in her official lyrics mm. puts a comma so you can have your space cowboy she's saying the guy obviously wants to leave take off pun or not not a pun i think she's being legitimate honest about you can have your space comma cowboy if if there's any reference in the rest of the song to Steve Miller Band or... Yeah. <laughs> so Space, Space Cowboy, maybe I'm just thinking of the movie, but isn't, isn't that the original idea of that? Astronauts are Space Cowboys? Someone, as Dave mentioned earlier, who's kind of way out there either astronomically. So that's even before they called Astronauts Space Cowboys? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. But keep I, in mind, she did title the song <laughs> Space Cowboy, and if it wasn't meant to go together, she took... Her lyrics state, space, comma, cowboy. Mm-hmm. The title does not. So she is singling out this term. And yeah. yet, and yet, Dave Wallace, <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you contend, you proffer, you say that it's not a pun. <laughs> well, now I realize that that's the name of the song. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes all the difference in the world. All right. That's well, why we call this segment, Is It a Pun? Okay. <laughs> so actually, hey, great news for all. There's another line in the song we're going to talk about. The song, Space Cowboy. said you can have your space cowboy i ain't gonna fence you in go on right away in your silverado now silverado is a, a large suv but also the name of uh, it was a movie from the late 80s early i think yeah definitely sure. late 80s a uh, cowboy movie yeah all-star cast uh, cowboy movie definitely so she's referencing a cowboy movie and saying and also referencing a vehicle name of the song is space cowboy she says drive away in this vehicle that just happens to be the name of a cowboy movie is it a pun or not it clearly has multiple meanings. And yeah. that side, Peter, is right yeah. on the mark. And this right, is what yeah. we deal with when we're, when we're MCs yeah. and judged on stage. And so we look at the category and say, all right, the category is cowboy. Do we accept a pun on Silverado? I think so. I yes. like the song, you know, Silverado, why don't you not be a Ford truck? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real song. Is right. it that? I don't know. No, isn't that... Um... Desperado. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, you know what? You fooled me. One is from 1982. Lacey J. Dalton. I've been out with Johnny Red George Dickel has warmed my soul. I'll take in Southern Comfort to my With Johnny Red, George Stickle is on my soul. I'll take some Southern comfort to me, sweet Kentucky beau. And all those old nights, old granddad is helping make it through. But I'll be damned if I go home with a wild turkey like you. So much liquor. It sounds like, well, to, to drinks, yeah. There's no other use of the word turkey or wild or anything. Well, going home, you've got some going home with some, a turkey. You're talking about so calling someone a turkey is an insult. When right. was the last time you went home with a wild turkey? You don't have to tell me. I'm not going to judge you. Just, <clears throat> is this a thing that people do? No, the only reference <laughs> is to the drinks. <laughs> but what, wasn't there, wasn't there another... Southern Comfort? It? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that. Actually, that, yeah. to me, that was a good, a good pun right there. But... Okay, sure. But is it a pun or a reference? You're taking Southern Comfort? But in that one, it is actually referring to, you know, the right. various things in the, in the stanza are You're right. There's two, there's two completely different meanings to the drink and Southern Comfort. Is Southern, she taking Southern Comfort or is she taking Southern Comfort? Well, exactly. Well, we're gonna Unlike move, Wild Turkey. We'll move from this thoroughly bad example to a thoroughly good one. <laughs> By George. George Thurgood. Uh, the famous, I drink alone. Yeah, the other night I lay sleeping And I woke from a terrible dream I caught up my pal Jack Daniel and his partner Jimmy Bean and we drank alone. Yeah, with nobody else. Yeah, you know when I drink alone, I prefer to be by myself. The other night I lay sleeping, I woke from a terrible dream, so I caught up my pal Jack Daniels and his partner Jimmy Bean. Later on, yeah, no, got invited to a party, stayed home instead with just me and my pal Johnny Walker and his brothers Black and Red. And he also mentions hanging out with his old granddad. So, are these references or are they puns? 
they're references that are trying to be puns, I guess. And I mean, so trying to be puns means not a pun. Yeah, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would well put. Go now that. going to you, Aaron, as a as a budding MC and judge, if someone said, "Oh, I just decided to spend the night and uh, take some Southern comfort from a bottle," would you consider that a pun? Could it actually? Could you actually say it depends on how you say it? Always, <laughs> yes. Because I was going to say, if you could say, if you say, if I took some Southern comfort from a bottle, that is a direct meaning. You could actually take Southern comfort from a bottle, the liquid. Whereas I say when you when you say I spend the weekend with my old granddad, and it's kind of a twist, a surprise, and you go, oh, you mean you got drunk? Then it's a pun. But when it's so blatant in your face that I basically you're saying I drank Southern comfort, that's not a pun. Just like the crazy guy said, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. There it is. <laughs> All right, we'll move out of the country realm and go to, to rap music. But punning is like more an integral part of rap than it is almost any other genre, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And one thing that's similar to rap music and bowls of soup is that there's always beef in it. And <laughs> there's a rapper named Joe Budden who's been feuding with Eminem, Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at um, a headline here from a... a a music magazine that I can't repeat, but Joe Budden is saying I've been better than you, insulting Eminem for a decade. Now, in a song that came out in December on Eminem's album, Kamikaze, the name of the song is called Fall. He says this. Somebody tell Button before I snap, he better fasten it or have his body back and zip the closest thing he's had to hit to smacking pitches. Somebody tell Button before I snap, he better fasten it. Oh. So you got I, button, snap, and fasten, all puns yeah. related to... No, so that's, yeah. that's actually think, pretty brilliant. Mm-hmm, three puns there, because each one is each word, button, snap, and fasten is used in yeah. two different ways. Very clear cut. Fair yeah. enough. All right. So let's go to uh, Mr. Bob Seeger, who uh, way before the Me Too movement and the advancement in uh, women's, women's equality recently, he's talking about a lady, and of course, with the greatest respect... The song is called Her Strut. She's totally committed to major independence. She's a lady through and through. She gives them quite a battle, all that they can handle. She'll bruise some, she'll hurt some too. But oh, they love to watch her strut. Oh, that do. Totally committed to major independence, but she's a lady through and through. She gives them quite a battle, all that they can handle. She'll bruise some, she'll hurt some too. But oh, they love to watch her strut. Oh, they do respect her, but they love to watch her strut. <laughs> I'm unable to find any lyrics written that use that, that comma in there. <laughs> they're, they're saying they're, they're a little bit afraid of her. They know they're going to get hurt. They do respect her, but they love to watch her strut. So is there a comma in there, and is it a pun? With a comma, it is. Absolutely. But there's no comma in there, but does there need to be a, you know... It's obviously supposed to be... Yeah, if they, I mean, if the, de- right? if the delivery is a comma, if, they, you know, if, if, if there's just even the slightest pause... <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> All right, so replace the comma with a period, and if the second sentence makes, the same, uh, makes sense, then we're in good shape. So the question is, did he intend... There to be another T in the word but. He so must instead have. of the word, they do respect her nonetheless. They do respect her, however. But they I mean, do respect her, albeit. 
Okay. <laughs> Death he did. He Death did. the author. It doesn't matter what he writes. It matters what we hear. Yeah, true. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Solid. Interesting. So, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, the, that goes to the phenomenon that we've all had where we mishear somebody and we think that they're making a pun. And then... But, but <laughs> or, or better still, or the unintentional puns. I mean, yeah. I think those are some of the best around there or something. No, since we're talking about the whole song, is, is called Her Strut, talking about how she looks when she walks, when they say they do respect her, but it's probably what Bob will talk about. <laughs> There's another I one. I see you go, love to watch you go away. The, the marvelous musical Hamilton, filled with puns. Um, there's a particular um, number in here early on, where Hamilton is meeting Aaron Burr. And the name of the song is called Aaron Burr, comma, Sir. Right, Burr, Sir. Right, so Hamilton walks up and sings, pardon me, are you Aaron Burr, Sir? Burr responds, that depends who's asking. Hamilton says, oh, well, sure, sir, I'm Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton at your service, sir. I've been looking for you. Burr says, well, I'm getting nervous. And this is where it comes in. I was seeking an accelerated course of study when I got sort of out of sorts with a buddy of yours. I may have punched him. It's a blur, sir. He handles the financials. You punched the burr, sir. Yes, I wanted to do what you did. Sir, I heard your name at Princeton. I was seeking an accelerated course of study when I got sort of out of sorts with a buddy of yours. I may have punched him. It's a blur, sir. He handles the financials. And Burr's response is, briefly, you punched the Burr, sir? Mm. So I don't think it's, I don't think it was meant to be a pun. I think it was meant to be much more clever use of the word. Burser, burser, blurser. I mean, it's all, they're all lyrical. They're, they're all designed to rhyme. And I think it's, it's clever as hell, but I don't think it's a pun. But there's two different meanings of burser, and three if you include blurser is the same well, thing. But was, it, was it intended as a pun, though? Well, well, we're we're talking about a, the pun intended. If you put a slight, slight pause in that, you punch the, the burr, sir. Sure. Yeah. Now, there's a monster book um, that I've looked through at the Hamilton where he has numerous, filled with notes about it, and he mentions particularly about this. Although he tried to keep the musical as historically accurate as possible... He had to make an exception for this particular line in the song because the wordplay was too good to pass up to have the name of the song be Burser and you have a Burser. Yeah. Yeah. Did you reimburse her? I don't know. <laughs> reimburse her? I hardly know her. So the question is, so if Lin-Manuel Miranda intended a pun, but then you don't hear it, is it, still, yeah, is it still a pun? <laughs> Let's go ahead and do one more here. and then The last song we're going to look at is by Huey Lewis in the News. It is the theme song to the sequel to Back of the Future, Back of the Future 2. And he sings, Tell me, Doctor, where are we going this time? Doctor, where are we going this time? Is it the 50s or 1999? All I wanted to do was play my guitar and sing, so take me away, I don't mind, but you better promise me I'll be back in time. Again, that key phrase is also the title of the song. Mm -hmm. So, is this a pun or merely wordplay? 
I'd say wordplay. Yeah, yeah. I, I go with coincidence. <laughs> but there's... Oh, okay. I mean, what I see, having not watched Back to the Future 2 yet, sorry. <gasps> I know, I'll get there. That's all right. Folks, if you didn't know, Arun is 12. <laughs> 12 years old. It's fantastic. Anyways, um, so it's what I see is two meanings that are both, that as far as I can tell, are both intended. Well... Let me take a machete to your intellectual cinematic thicket here. <laughs> That's generous words for what I am. The movie's about time travel. Yes, I, I'm aware. I've seen Back to the Future 1. Very snippy for a 12-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't call it Back to the Future 1, by the so, way. We're saying, you can promise me I'll be back in time, meaning I'll return at an appropriate time. Will you promise me I'll be back in timing travel in time? Yes. So one way is back in timing, re re returning to the present. The other meaning back in time is actually moving from the present into the past. Just in a vacuum. So here's a question. If it's a pun, what words are the pun? Back in time. But that's not a word. That's a phrase. And that's the problem. Well, you can pun on a phrase, can't you? No. Y yes, right. you a, can. A, a multisyllabic word that yes, turns into a phrase. Yes, you're taking a multisyllabic word and turning it into a phrase. But if you're taking a phrase and giving the phrase a second meaning, that's not that's the same as... That's wordplay? All right, yeah. Now we've got this down to three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's two of them. <laughs> which, if you're saying it's a pun, which of the words is a pun? Which ones are they distorting as a homophone or some other measure? Back in time. Which one is being used as a pun? And the answer is... Time. I thought back. Back. No, he's going None back to a, new, to a garden time. that's filled with... If back. he was talking about spices, then it would be a pun <laughs> on it. Oh, good. Right. If you're taking, if you're taking the, farmers, the famous composer and knocking him backwards into... Mm -hmm. Bach then in then time. He would be Bach. He promised me I'll get Bach in time. Or that would Shire be a pun. I don't believe this is a pun. I yeah. think it's a exactly. straight like, wordplay. Like, right. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's a perfect way to end it. The segment is known as, is it a pun? And we have decided that the answer is no. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to play one of the two most popular games at the Oh Henry pun off. Oh Henry? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh Attila the Hunter. <laughs> 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 with the Pun Slingers game. At the O. Henry Punoff, we typically play this game with two people going back and forth, back and forth, coming up with cues on a topic. In this case, though, we are going to play on teams. I get to do assign the teams. I think that Peter and Brian should be on one team, and David and uh, who else? Uh, let's go with you, Arun. Uh, the question, of course, and I love to keep everybody in suspense, what is the topic? Well, the topic is fruits and vegetables. Oh, grape. Are we raising the stakes? <laughs> you can go with your fun today. Today, a tomato doesn't make it. <laughs> well, we'll just peel out and get this started. I'm worried I'm going to make some mediocre puns. <laughs> Seeds the day. I'll pull it out of you. That last one was a pits. Uh, these puns make me sad, almost melancholy. Oh, I find that appealing. I'm going to go cry to my banana. I got it. 
Aaron's face just like just drops all expression and he stares at me. Yeah, he's like, it's time to split. I don't care who goes. Okay. In fact, I, I don't care at all. All right, Brian, go. All right. All right. Um, oh. We'll back it up. That's, that's very reasonable of you. I think we're going to beat them. Oh, we'll be able to catch up. Sweet. I better come up with a pun or I'll be in trouble. That's a mushroom. Which is a fruit and or vegetable. No. Ah. Fruits and vegetables are plants. Mushrooms are fungi. Yes. I mean, I, Unlike a room. Really yeah, the opposite of you, apparently. <laughs> well, then. All right, Sorry. I'm, I'm going to accept it. Let's go on to Peter and Brian's team. I can't possibly go on, at least not this salary. My most important bathroom break was a kiwi. Is that when you took a leak? <laughs> ah. You could leak in produce. <laughs> and they told you, just leave it be. Oh, let us not go there. Yeah, it's important to treat the subject gingerly. I'd like to make a toast. Salad. <laughs> you kids are from Uber and Lyft. I'm from the cabbage. <laughs> Arugula, oh. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. <laughs> I tried to use my phone outside of the country to buy lettuce, and I got romaine charges. Well, you'll know better next time. You know, in China, that'll cost you onion. <laughs> the yen is Japanese. China uses You and f*** off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think somebody leaked this topic before. You're getting a little gored of it? Actually, I find it radishing. Son of a peach. Look out! The fuzz! Oh, because peaches. Would you accept that? If you <laughs> really, well, good, okay, fair enough. I would because two reasons. It was offered directly after peach, and they're known uh, for, right. for having fuzz on it, and also you foolishly accepted appealing from me earlier. Ah, it's all part of his grand plan. Mm -hmm. okay. So if you're feeling melancholy about it, earlier um, offered seeds, seeds the day. Do you consider that to be part of a peach? Seeds be part of a peach. So well, you've got to specify on your topic names yeah. of fruit, not parts of fruit. <laughs> okay. But, doing this now this is actually an important part because what we'll, we've learned in the pun off and baton slingers, we don't just say, say automobiles because people will, after a while, run out of the makes and models and move into hubcaps and steering wheels, which is why we be specific. So I blame you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Way to screw it up, Aaron. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, this is where all the trouble stems from. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I will accept that. <laughs> because I have to. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Look, it's raining apples. I need to go get my Macintosh. You can wear it at the gala. I hear they'll be playing jazz. So Granny Smith will be playing. <laughs> is simply red delicious? <laughs> <laughs> Music to listen to. <laughs> So I tried to read some of um, Robert Lee's old works. I, his handwriting is terrible. I had the hardest time. It was impossible to parsley. This is exciting. I'm tingling down to my toes. I've had the lime of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just lemonising. <laughs> 
walking through the park. That's what I should have done. <laughs> Leminiscing. Leminiscing. Well, aren't you glad it worked out at all? Well, you know, I'm really trying to have a, a bird that comes regularly by my window and teach him to eat lettuce. And now, yeah. Pierce, the kale mockingbird. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that is the perfect way to end this round. <laughs> oh, no. Are you kidding me? I was thinking about the, what uh, the chef put all the unwanted turkey parts in the nectarine. And that <laughs> is... Oh, that's a good way to end this. That is the best way to end it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. take a quick break, but when we come back, you are going to get notably sage advice... Sage. <laughs> That's a spice. And we are back. Before we go, we want to do a couple of plugs. Of course, I want to plug the O. Henry Punoff, the world famous. O. Henry Punoff, the O. Henry Punoff International Competition on May 11th, 2019. At least that's the next one. There'll be more. Also, if you want to have a conversation with us, send an email to episode 11, that's E-P-I-S-O-D-E-1-1 at punintensive.com. You can also go to our Facebook page, uh, slash punintensive. Uh, what are all the other ones? Uh, Instagram, slash punintensive. All, anything you can think of, I've, I've claimed it. I could give a personal plug, but I'm so short on hair to begin with that it would be not only uncomfortable. All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, actually, I, would, I don't mind mentioning that if people go to Punderdome, com or, or, or Google Punderdome, whatever their website is. Uh, there's also Pundemonium. Uh, those are events that happen fairly frequently in many oh. cities around the world. And very heavy hitters there. Yeah, no, no, they're different excellent. format than us, but a lot of fun to listen to. Okay, so before we go, our panel is going to give very sage advice to our listeners about what they can tell you about music. So, for example. Don't listen to some funny Philharmonic and look for the surprisingly flourishing scene of Iraq bands. Let's get our first piece of advice from Dave Wallace. If uh, you listen to the wrong kind of music, then you might get in trouble. <laughs> and Arun Debray. If you're looking for music in the Czech Republic, can I suggest some prog rock? <laughs> Peter Henricks. When composing music, if you can't think of what notes to use, give it a rest. <laughs> and if you're decomposing, well, same thing. And Brian Oakley. There's actually a uh, female cover band of Led Zeppelin songs appropriately entitled Led Zeppelin. So I'll give them a plug. Wow. <laughs> And I am Aaron Faisal. I'm signing off with the catchphrase. We'll see you next week. 